this amazing panel, DK, Marie, Chad, and Kia. Listen, if you just clicked part two, but you haven't yet checked out part one, you really should do that first. So go do that and then join us for part two, because this is a continuation of that conversation. Okay, let's get to part two of that rich conversation. We wear the mask. Chad, I want you to do this poem, because I know I've heard you do this before. We wear the mask that grins and lies. It hides our cheeks and shades our eyes. This debt we pay to human guile with torn and bleeding hearts, we smile and mouth with myriad subtleties. Why should the world be overwise in counting all our tears and sighs? Nay, let them only see us while we wear the mask, we smile. But, O oh, great Christ, our cries to thee from tortured souls arise. We sing, but, O oh, the clay is vowed beneath our feet and long the mouth. But let the world dream otherwise. We wear the mask. Mm. What's this saying? Who's we and what's the mask? You know, I when I think of this, I, I think, you know, when Eddie Murphy pretended to be the white guy <laughs> in that skin, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it seems like we're just kind of giving up all the secrets in a way. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's just some things that just, you know, you get in the community that you just understand, you know. Um, hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, he, he's, he's endorsing wearing the mask, yeah. too. Well, but you know, right? it's what you and I have talked about a little bit with DK. You know, there's, there's, and I'm trying to be sensitive because I, you know, but I'm talking to you all, so I don't see the audience. So I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Sure. But we've talked about that there is a certain way that people not of our community like to see us. Mm. And there are times when we allow that. And mm. so we play to that rather than really express how we feel and those sorts of things. So example. I feel... Hmm? Example, would that be giving away too much? <laughs> well, I just, you know, like I said, you know... <sighs> there are times that people come to the page and they'll say some things um, about you people need to get over this or do that or whatever. And, you know, sometimes, you know what, what they say uh, in a kickative mood, you know, I, you know, I might respond, but other days I'm just like, you know, I can't do this today. I just cannot engage today because I'll just explode. You know, I just, I don't want to go there. I just, right. it's not good for my mental health. It's not good for where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of, you know, well, yeah. whatever, yeah. you know, because they can't yeah. understand where yeah. I'm coming from. 
And it's like you and I have talked about so often, we need to have some very honest conversations about race and people are not ready for that. Mm. And so, yes, we wear the mask. Mm. We're good at it. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Maya Angelou, I think her response to that, or one of the poems that she does that I really love, uh, she says, um, when I think about myself, I almost laugh myself to death. So that laughing is a, is a part of the mask. Um, she says, um, when I think about myself, I almost laugh myself to death. My life has been a, one great big joke. Um, a song, a dance that song, a song that spoke. I laugh so hard, I nearly choke when I think about myself. She says, my folks can make me split my side. The tales they tell sounds just like lying. They they grow the fruit, but eat the rind. And so I laugh until I start to cry when I think of 65 years in this these folks world. The child my mama works for calls her girl. She says, uh-huh, yes, ma'am, for work and sake. She's too proud to bend. So that's what, and too poor to break. And so I laugh until my belly aches, right? And so I think that laughing, yes. um, yeah. that conjoining, it's, it's, yeah, to not, to that wearing the mask, right? And I think in, in, and even that modern times now, again, as I said, as we're doing this 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 great work uh, with Latinx and Black uh, male students, right, really trying to understand. There's a documentary on um, YouTube about the mask we live in, right? And so when you think in terms of boys, right, who we see um, shooting up schools, you don't see girls shooting up school, right? There's a mask, right, that that they talk about that they they live in in a patriarchal society, trying to understand what is manhood. So the mask it now, you know, other people are wearing masks too, but we right. we we wore it to survive, right? And yes. so I won't do all of that poem that Maya does, but she she ends it by saying, you know, we wore the mask to keep our race alive to survive, mm-hmm. right? We had to wear the mask, right? Yes. And speaking of Maya Angelou, because let's that was that poem is Paul Lawrence Dunbar, but there's a lot of people pulling from others to create work. Now, Maya Angelou, her autobiography is I Know Why the Caged Birds Sing. That comes from a poem from Paul Lawrence Dunbar called Sympathy. Mm-hmm. Is it can anybody just do you know why the caged bird? And Maya Angelou says, I know why the caged bird sings. Paul Lawrence Dunbar explained why the cage bird sings and it goes right along with we wear the mask. Yes. Okay. So let's look at that. Sympathy. I know why the cage bird sings on me. Yeah. Does anybody else want to recite it? No, I think Chad's the guy. That guy. Chad's the man. I'm happy to share. I, I love this, but I'm happy to share. Excellent. No one else wants to? All right, Chad, you got it. I know what the cage bird feels, alas. When the sun is bright on the upland slopes, when the wind stirs soft through, through the springing grass and the river flows like a stream of glass, when the first bird sings and the first bud opes and the faint perfume from its chalice stills, I know what the cage bird feels. Mm. I know why the cage bird beats his wing till its blood is red on the cruel bars. For he must fly back to his perch and cling when he fain would be on the bow swing. And the pain still throbs in the old, old scars and the pulse ag- and they pulse again with a keener sting. I know why he beats his wing. Mm. I know why the cage bird sings, ah me, 
when his wing is bruised and his bosom sore, when he beats his bars and he would be free, it is not a carol of joy or glee, but a prayer that he sends from his heart's deep core, but a plea that upward to heaven he flings. I know why the caged bird sings. Wow. Don't we hear the birds singing all the time <laughs> and say, how beautiful. <laughs> yes. The bird is singing for a different reason. Mm -hmm. What is that reason? Wants to be free. Wants to be free. And Maya Angelou took that cage bird and then that's her autobiography. I know why the cage bird sings. A woman who went through a whole lot. Yes, she did. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and she's from, she was born in St. Louis, Missouri, but she, she was uh, spent a lot of time with, with her grandmother in uh, Stamps, Arkansas and where they owned a store, you know, and they call Black Stamps. And I don't know how many of you have listening or listening and watching who knew that when she was young, she was raped by a family friend. Mm -hmm. And when she told the next thing you know, that man was found dead. And she realized that the words that she speaks right. or the words that she spoke caused a man to die. Mm -hmm. Obviously she should have told, but in her young mind, this caused death. And so she stopped speaking. I don't know how many years it was, but the, she'd go to school, she wouldn't speak. She'd go Big to church. Five years? Six years? Five I think years. six years. Yeah, only one she would speak to was her brother whom she adored, mm -hmm. Bailey, right? She wouldn't speak until one day, Miss Bertha Flowers. Miss Bertha Flowers came by the store to get some products and she didn't know that mama and Miss Bertha had orchestrated this where she would need her help to take the stuff home. And so she went home with her, but of course, my Marguerite Johnson, so Marguerite, now we know it's my hmm? sister. Yes, yeah. yeah, sister, right? She's there with her, but she doesn't speak. And when she got to the house, and, and you have to understand that she had great respect for Miss Bertha Flowers. She was that she called her the black aristocrat of stamps. And so she was dressed a certain way, she talked a certain way, she was. She, when she got to her house, it was beautiful. And she realized that she had made desserts for her, tea cakes and all this stuff. And you have to understand that this was a girl who had been raped, who felt like she was ugly, who felt like she was undeserving of anything. She wasn't with her mother. She was with her, you know, it was all that she was going through. And mm -hmm. yet this woman did that for her. And it made her feel so special. And then she pulled out a book. And began to read. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And she wanted Maya Angelou to read and Marguerite to read. But the problem is she doesn't speak. But she told her, I want you to take this and I want you to, to, to go home and I want you to open your mouth and I want you to. And then she said to her that it takes the human voice like words have, words are important, but it takes the human voice to infuse meaning mm -hmm. and begin to tell her to say different sentences 
different ways and see how it changes the meaning. You know, I can't go. I can't go. I can't go. I mean, we, we do that so many different meanings. And one of the things I used to share with my students is this. What if a birth of flowers had not come along? Mm. Maya Angelou is one of the greatest mm. voices that we, you know, That's one funny. of the greatest voices of our time who passed away in 2014, I believe. And she was one of the greatest voices, but that voice had been shut within her, you know? And doing her poetry was so amazing in my class. She came to Albany, New York, when I, you know, one year, and because we had done Still I Rise and Phenomenal Woman, we got, we got the community involved and we got the finances to go. And I said to them, I said, this woman is however old she was at the time, this may be your only opportunity. And they were so excited because Still I Rise has been absolutely phenomenal in the lives of my students. Mm -hmm. Of all the things we've done, and I hear a lot about To Kill a Mockingbird, you know, but I constantly hear about Still I Rise. And I know I've kept you long. I'm going to let you go soon. But first, I want to ask you this. What are you familiar with Still I Rise? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this poem? Uh, for me, there's so many. There's so many. Um, yeah. You know, and, and probably every stage that I can remember of my life, I can look back and say, my goodness, this mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll read it. If no one else wants to read it. Still I Rise by Maya Angelou. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Cause I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bound head and lowered eyes? Shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history, shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's musical. It's like music. Yes. Just like you can feel it, right? It is. Is that just me? <laughs> and so here's what, here's the thing with this poem. And this goes back to what I said at the beginning. 
there are people who would say, well, it depends on how many black students you have or what, you know, she's talking about, I'm the dream and the hope of slave, all that. You know, the, the children, the young folks who become adults, I have heard from about this poem. They're, they're usually not the black students, not saying I don't hear from them, but we cannot take literature and just say, well, that's the black literature because it has a message that resonates with, with everybody. Everyone. With everyone. I everyone. just, yeah, I just got a, I just got, if I can find it here, a note from a student on January 25th. And some, another former, a former student, another, she's grown, she's married, she's got kids. Another student had um, commented, said something kind on Facebook. And so she sent me a private message. She said, I just wanted to privately tell you how much you played a role in our lives. Like, and she names the person, like her Facebook post. I've been going through some rough times and in the middle of it all, I would sit and reflect. And I just kept thinking, but still, I rise. And those words were so powerful to me when we first read them in your class and carried me through trials and tribulations. So your lessons in the classroom have had everlasting effects even in my everyday life. So please know how very special you are and what an impact you've had, not only on me and my life, but my classmates as well. You've been and continue to be a great mentor and role model for us all. Didn't say that to, to read all that, but the point being, this is where her mind went. Mm. and goes. And as we wrap up, I'm going to leave you with this. Kia was with me, came when I was in Florida. I'm a part of the John Maxwell team. And I was going through months of auditioning to get through the quarters and the semis and all that it was a whole grueling process of telling your story. And I was able to, to I was, it was chosen to be on the stage before thousands of people the first spot, I got that first spot and I was able to share a story about Maya Angelou and about how Still I Rise touched one of my students. And I wanna share this as we close out and final comments here. First of all, please give a warm welcome to stage time finalist number one, Adrian Ross. Good luck. I spent the first few years of my life in the projects of the Bronx. So I know a little something about adversity. I also know what it is to find ways to be inspired and to remain inspired. And one of the things that's always worked for me is poetry, particularly the poetry of Maya Angelou. Her words just give me hope. So when I became a teacher, in the inner city. I knew that these were students who also understood adversity and I wanted them to be inspired too. And I figured, hey, if poetry could work for me, maybe it could work for them too. So I'd bring in the poetry of Maya Angelou and we would read it together. And my prayer was always that somebody would find inspiration. Well, just a few months ago, a former student who is in her 20s now, 
reached out to me on Facebook. And Kay said, Ms. Ross, I just want to say thank you. Because when I was 12 years old, and in your seventh grade English class, I was going through a horrible time of mental health issues, of anxiety and depression. But your class gave me hope. Now, Kay didn't just share those words. She also included a picture of her arm. And across her wrist was a tattoo with three words. Now, Kay said, Ms. Ross, I'm still going through mental health issues, but I still refuse to quit. And when I have a particularly difficult day, I think back to our class, yeah, but I also look down at my wrist and I say the three words that are now tattooed on that wrist. Still I rise. Now, that nearly blew me off my feet. See, Still I Rise is the title of a Maya Angelou poem that I would bring to my students in hopes that somebody would catch fire and find hope. It worked. Now, before anybody misunderstands me, I'm not telling you to go out and get a tattoo. All right, so spouses and parents, please don't get mad at me if somebody comes back with one. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is this, every one of us goes through adversity. And if Kay, at 12 years old, can grab a hold of the spirit of perseverance, something that she's still clinging to today, then maybe we can do the same. Maybe, like Kay, through it all, we can determine, no matter what, still, I rise. Thank you. And there's the tattoo. Still I rise. Still I rise. Well, this has been a rich conversation and there's so much. And this is exactly why you can't just have Black History Month. This is exactly why you have to have these conversations all the time. And this is just a couple writers. There's so much out there. I want to give you all a, a final say. You can tell us and give us a wrap up from your perspective and even tell us where to find you or however you want to close out. I am so appreciative for you being with me. This just meant the world to me uh, to have you all on today. So who wants to? Marie, what you got to say? Well, first, thank you for inviting me again. Um, as I opened with, this has been a part of my life, all my life. Um, as I said, you know, we grew up near where Maya Angelou lived for a while. So that's all part of my history. Um, and so... I've always been affected by the poems. I've always been um, it's just always been something that's been a part of me. Uh, and I'm a voracious reader, so this is all just, you know, that's how I process things. 
-hmm. So um, it's been a rich conversation. It's been wonderful to be on with DK and with Chad and with Kia and also with you. As to where you can find me, I'm on X at Marie Strotter, S-T-R-O-U-G-H-T-E-R. I also have a faith-based inspirational five-minute podcast daily at momo634.substack.com. You can find me there. I'm also on X at momo634podcast. Um, and also on Facebook, on um, Instagram. And you can find Acons at Acons. And it's at Acons on Facebook and X. And uh, it's Acons underscore official on Instagram. Wonderful. Thank you. Whoever's next. Here. <laughs> okay, sure. Well, first of all, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. And, and obviously, um, just a, a wonderful pleasure to be with all of you, DK, Chad, and Marie, um, uh, and of course, Adrian. Um, uh, so yeah, this was excellent. I um, am reminded as um, I'm continually going through my curriculum with my seniors and all the things that they're preparing for is that yeah, Black History Month has got to last into May, March and April. And really, and I have to pull it all through the year. Um, and so definitely reminded as I'm doing our focus as seniors um, is British literature and how that all fits in. It, it really doesn't. I've got to pull it in. <laughs> you know, got to pull it in and make it work because they need to hear it. They need to know. Um, and I think especially, you know, we think about reclaiming and um, emphasizing and re-emphasizing um, Black literature, Black history, um, you know, just um, Black America, just American history. Um, you know, kids have so much that they are trying to process with no really clear foundation or understanding in many cases. And I think, um, you know, I think this is the opportunity to say, okay, this is the reality. This is, this is what history says. This is the reality. This is our present, but this is, you know, this is what our future can be like, you know, but you got to pull all those things together to kind of get, to get a whole picture, a comprehensive picture, a holistic picture and, and, and draw from that, you know, and be, and, you know, understand who you are, understand who we are collectively, understand who our communities are. So, you know, there's just so, there's so much. And boy, that year, the year is flying by for me as a teacher and just trying to get it all in. Um, yeah. without overwhelming them too much but you know it, it's necessary even just having the conversations um you know one-on-one -on -one with students and 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 uh not necessarily looking for a grade or making them work but just listening just hearing just talking so this has been an awesome conversation and it has reminded me um you know what's in my repertoire what's in you know what's touched my heart right yeah exactly <laughs> oh yes I remember and yeah. I didn't to do this yet I should have already done phenomenal one you know I've worked you know and I didn't get to do it you know um and and uh, I tell you what this has been a blessing so thank you so much um and really just goes along for me reminds me of why I started my podcast um bold and beautiful podcast and you can reach me at uh on YouTube at Kia at bold and beautiful life Dot com and then of course my website is kiacordo.com and on social media on um, Facebook and Instagram and X like Kia Cordo. So um but why I started the podcast is just to emphasize you know who we are who we are in Christ who who God made us and and we are so we're so diverse and we're so complex and so beautiful because that's how you made us. So you know this has been a blessing and and it's been exciting to share it with you all. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. DK, what you got? I just wanted to thank you again for inviting me. I'm very flattered that you included me to your little uh, panel and uh, in the past shows. I always get invites for um, guest appearances, but if very seldom do it, it's my name on the invite. So it's <laughs> so <laughs> do you think do you think Marie could appear on our show next week? And so I had to, so I had to reach your email twice to realize I was also included in yes, that. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and and just to summarize my feelings about black literature, so much of it is based on the feeling of overcoming that you can uh, overcome the obstacles that life throws at you and and then that's not just a black message it people who are trying to overcome a divorce or a drug addiction or being a victim of a crime and, and so many of the horrible things that happens in life can really find strength in some of the poems that you mentioned like the Dunbar poem mm -hmm. you read about mask that's very similar to uh, I think it was an ad about clinical depression that the person who has a mask she's literally holding a mask over her face it's a happy mask but behind the mask is a face of great sorrow and that poem that you read uh, the Dunbar poem remind me a great deal of that mask so if you suffer from clinical depression um, um, any, any of life's tra tragedies you can find comfort in black literature and you know black literature is American literature. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Chad. So I want to say thank you as well. Um, this is my wheelhouse. This is my playground. So for um, allowing me to to share. And um, it's really great seeing you, Adrian and Kia, and as well as meeting you, Maria and DK. And, and I'm, I will end with the words of, of Langston Hughes, who says, I too sing America. Yes. I am the darker brother. They send me to eat in the kitchen when company comes, but I laugh and eat well and grow strong. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, I'll be at the table when company comes. Mm -hmm. No one will dare say to me, eat in the kitchen then. Besides, they'll see how beautiful I am and be ashamed. Right. I too am America. Love that. Thank you. That is beautiful. And that, that I had that, you know, we ran out of time. I, I know we ran out of time, but I did have that on the, on the, um, in the arsenal. That's the first Langston Hughes poem I ever heard. And my sister had to learn it and recite it for an assembly when she was in elementary school and growing up. Um, thank you all so much. This is my wheelhouse too. I, you can take the teacher out of the classroom, but you know, you know, the rest of that, but I knew that this was going to be insightful. I know why I was excited. I kept you longer than I usually keep people. I should say, I'm sorry, but I'm really not. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. So, all right. God bless you guys. I, I say we do it again. We got yeah, to do it again. Yes, thank you. And uh, God bless you abundantly. Keep inspired. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was amazing. I knew I had a reason to be excited. I knew it was going to be good. I'm going to catch my breath while you listen to these messages. 
and then I'll be back to wrap things up. I am a member of Guardians of Liberty in Southeast Missouri, and I'm inviting you to come to a meeting. We meet every Tuesday at 5 o'clock p.m. at Delmonico's in Jackson. February 27th, the topic is Israel or Palestine. Usama Dakdok, a Muslim evangelism specialist, will be at the meeting. On March 5th, the topic, stopping groomers, bullies, and manipulators. More about that next time. Guardians of Liberty. Okay, I am back. That was absolutely breathtaking. I really appreciate my guests. I hope you appreciated what we had to share today, our conversation. Listen, I have to encourage you, go watch A Raisin in the Sun. There are various versions of A Raisin in the Sun, as we talked about, but also read the play. Lorraine Hansberry is the playwright. I can't encourage you enough to check that out. Also, Maya Angelou and Paul Lawrence Dunbar and Langston Hughes, there's so much out there for you to partake of. And I've already shared how, how these poems and these plays impact lives. My students still talk about some of what we have done and Still I Rise is a really, really popular one that has carried people because messages are timeless. Messages that inspire are timeless. So again, I appreciate my guests. I appreciate you. I'd like for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's the Adrian Ross Show on YouTube. Leave a comment. Um, also like, share on my Substack, adrianross.substack.com subscribe there, like, share, comment. All those things do matter on the podcast platforms. You can leave a rating and a review. I ask that you do that right now. It does make a difference. And I need you to, to help me in that regard. If you would, I would be most, most, most grateful. All right. I also want you to go to the BMG Network. That is the bmgnetwork.com and check out the other podcasters there. We are engaging, enlightening, informative, and yes, entertaining. And of course, I want you to continue to check out the Adrian Ross Show and tell your friends. I'm looking forward to catching you next time. God willing, God bless you abundantly.